You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, a minister once encouraged his congregation to draw a circle around themselves, surrender everything within that circle to God in order to see revival. Perhaps that sums up great what we see in Scripture, Second Chronicles 7.14, as it talks about the conditions for revival. We'll discuss that now with Pastor Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church here in Sunrise. Pastor Virg, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. It's so good to be here. What an honor. And uh, thank you guys for what you do day in, day out, bringing the joy and bringing the word. Mm -hmm. Can I just ask you about a very important word in this passage? I think it's it's the word that we struggle with the most, and it's the word if. Can't this just happen (laughs) without the if, uh, the, the, the condition put on it? Yeah, we, we see a lot of uh, if-then statements throughout the word, and, and, and it definitely is a word that brings about the conditional quality. Uh, in other words, if this, then that. And I think it's important to pay attention to those in the Bible. Okay, so if my people is how Second Chronicles 7.14 starts. Maybe you can just go ahead and begin by reading that passage. <laughs> yes, so Second Chronicles 7.14, um, key verse here for... Uh, what I believe is are the conditions for revival. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Mm. All right. So we start here with humility. Um, it's, it's important for us, but Many times, again, this is all part of that humility. I'm pointing my finger at other people saying, boy, if they would just be a little more humble, this would all work out instead of looking at my own problem, right? 100%. I think think when we look throughout the word of God, uh, we find that a lot of times, uh, you know, God's judgment comes upon his people and and the world during times of moral decline, um, just apathy spiritually, worldly compromise. And I think this happens not only uh, worldwide, nationwide, but even personally, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that personally, one of the first things we need to do is recognize, you know what? I'm a sinner. I've messed up and I need to come to God, not with a, um, not with an attitude of look at all the things all these other people have done wrong, but first come with an attitude of God, I am not worthy. And even though you are good and faithful, I am not, and I need you. And I think that's where that humility plays in. I think about when Jesus was teaching on prayer, and he talked about the religious leader who kind of puffed up his chest and said, I thank you, God, because I'm not like one of these, you know. But then the other who couldn't even lift up his his head and just said, God, I am a sinner. That really needs to be our posture, recognizing our heart's condition, 100%. In fact, the interesting thing is pride is actually the attitude which farthest puts God from us, not because he wants to be far from us, but but it's because pride is an obstacle to God's presence. Uh, in Matthew 5, 3, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And understanding what poor in spirit means, it means that we, when I am poor in spirit, it, re, it means I recognize my own poverty, spiritually speaking, I need God. I need God. I cannot experience personal revival if I don't have God and I need to lean into him through an attitude of humility, which opens the door 
to his presence. Mm. That is so completely opposite of what our society is saying. We celebrate pride. Mm-hmm. It is, um, <laughs> it's flashed across every screen, billboard, and you know, post that we, yeah. we have. Pride is throughout our society. 100%. I think, I think we live in a generation and a society that points us to ourselves. There are so many humanistic points of view. Uh, there are so many worldly um, um, philosophies and ideologies that it's all about me, all about you. And that's so opposite of, of what God's word teaches us. Uh, you know, when I think about humility, we can't mistake it with uh, uh, humility is, is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And, uh, and I think that's key because it's not about thinking, oh, I'm a cockroach and God is God, no, it's man. I, I just need to realize who God is, how big he is, how small I am compared to, to him and how much he loves me and, and yet wants my life to be a, an instrument in his hands. And that's humbling because yeah. when I think about the fact that despite me and despite my mistakes, despite my shortcomings, he wants to use my life. Man, that is beautiful. And as a musician myself, I know what it is to, to carry an instrument. And when it's tuned up, when it's fine-tuned, when it's ready to be used, oh, that's beautiful. And so I want to be a tuned-up instrument in God's hands. And, and one of the first keys for personal restoration, for personal revival, is humility. Oh, there's so much we can say there. So once we get that great vision of our forgiveness in him, then it does allow us to, you know, have that victory and rejoice. Mm. But you also talk about the hunger that that stirs in our hearts or should stir in our hearts. Yeah. Well, the verse in Second Chronicles 7, it says, uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. We talked about that. And then it says, and pray and seek my face, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and pray and seek my face. And, and this requires hunger, spiritual hunger. We all throughout history, and and I know you guys were talking about this uh, a couple minutes ago, uh, um, revival, personal restoration, uh, national restoration, God's people being restored and being revived. It always begins with prayer. When we cry out for God because we are hungry for him, when we realize that we we cannot move forward without him. Uh, I like to say it this way, prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. And so many times I think we try to find all the answers by going to people, by asking others, by finding it ourselves. And and then finally, when, when none of that has worked, then we try to come to God mm. and God's sitting there saying, hey, I've been here the whole time. So so praying and then and then seeking his face. It's, it's all about hungering for being in his presence. And I think this is a key for revival. How do we, you know, I think prayer, although we struggle with it, we understand it because we've, yeah. we've, as a child, we we thanked God for our, our food and our Sunday school teacher prayed and our parents prayed <laughs> us as we went to bed. We understand prayer. We understand the mechanics of it. But the presence, the seeking his face, I don't think that comes as, as naturally for us if we've been believers for a while. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you, you don't accidentally end up in God's presence. Uh, <laughs> it requires intentionality. It's kind of like you don't I don't I don't accidentally end up in love with my wife. You know, I don't accidentally spend quality time with her. Uh, it's something that I have to be intentional about. And so if when we talk about seeking his face, think about that that phrase when you see someone's face. Right. Uh, there's something powerful in that because face means presence. When when somebody's back of the head is it's it's is facing me. <laughs> it, I don't have their face. I don't have 
have their presence. But when you're sitting with someone face to face, what that means is I'm intentionally sitting, I'm intentionally connecting. And the ways that we do that with God, obviously prayer is a good opening of the door for that, but it's setting time in my day, in my week to say, God, I want to spend time with you. I'm going to read your word because that's where you speak to me. I'm going to engage in some worship time. That's where I can express my love, my, my admiration for you. Prayer, when I speak to you. And so it re- I think the whole heart of seeking his face is saying, I want to be with you. Now, most of us are not seeing God physically, right? We're not seeing <laughs> him physically at this point, but there's a, there's a intentionality in being in someone's presence. Think about your best friend. If you're married, your spouse, when you're sitting with them face to face and you're able to commune and connect and truly hear and understand that, that develops with intentionality, with consistency and time. Uh, and the more we do it, the better we get at it and and hunger for his presence. This is a key to revival. We are talking about the conditions for revival that we see in Second Chronicles 7, 14 with Pastor Virgil Sierra today. And you talked about humility and praying and seeking his face. That results in something in our life that you are calling holiness. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. Humility, hunger, holiness. These are the conditions for revival that we see in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and and it says, uh, if my if if my people who are called by my name will do these things, and then it says, and turn from their wicked ways, and turn from their wicked ways, and and when you think about what that means, it means we turn from our our human nature to want things for ourselves, and many times. Our way is going the opposite direction of God's way. Mm-hmm. And really when we, th- when we hear the word turn away from, it brings to mind the word repentance, which literally uh, biblically means a 180 degree turn. I repent. When I repent, it means I stop walking away from God in the things that I'm doing that I realize hurt his heart and go against his will and word. And I turn back to him. So when I renounce, when I renounce and repent from the things that I know, man, God, Going to this place, listening to this, these things, uh, engaging in these activities, man, that watching those things, that separates me from God. That that opens the door to to sin. It opens the door to um, breaking God's heart, and I don't want to do that. So I repent. I turn from it. And I walk back towards God. And what happens is I begin to live holy. Holy means set apart. <laughs> We're set apart for God. And so when I when I do these things, when I humble myself with the right attitude, when I seek God through prayer and by seeking his face, being in his presence, it leads me to turn away from those things that hinder my relationship with him. And that leads to purity, proximity with God. And of course, it leads to holiness. And I can't be holy without him. Him, but I sure can be more set apart in the right way when I'm close to him. Does revival mean easy living? If there's revival <laughs> in my life, then uh, things will be smooth and, you know, pull up the sail. We're going for a ride. I mean, is, is that what life is like once there's revival? You know what? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know that that's how I would describe it. I think <laughs> uh, I think the world we live in defines, you know, comfort and defines um, success in a much different way than how God and the word of God define it. Uh, I will say I will say that um, if, if revival was easy, everybody would be experiencing it. Mm-hmm. If revival was easy, every nation would be experiencing revival. Um, and what I mean by that is it's available. 
but it's up to us to access it through these through these things, through our humility, through our hunger for God, through living holy lives. And when we do those things, what it does is it opens the door to some of God's promises, which are also in the same verse in Second Chronicles 7. And those promises can bring great fulfillment and great, um, um, great peace in our souls and our hearts in the midst of the crazy world we live in. Let's, I, yeah. I was going to ask, yeah. did Job experience revival? Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I think... I think when we read the end of Job, right, uh, I think we, we see a man who faced a lot of not only challenges, but a lot of pain. And a lot of times I think we, we, see, we seem to want to resist pain, thinking that, oh, I'm a Christian. I love God. Jesus is in my heart. I shouldn't have any pain in my life. But we need to remember what, what Jesus himself said in John 16, 33, in this world, you will have trouble. Hey, you're going to have pain, but take heart, take courage, because I have overcome the world. And I think in the end, we have to realize, like Job, we might go through some pain in this world uh, and some challenges and some hard things, but we need to trust that if we are with Christ, if we are in Christ, he's with us, we will overcome and the end is going to be much better than the, than the before and then the, and the pre. Uh, and so it is, it is hard sometimes, but we have so many promises and so much to expect and live for when we are in Christ. I want to say amen, but we're not done yet. So let's continue <laughs> because we talked about the conditions and the if part. Okay, so, you know, humility, hunger, and holiness. What does God do when we're experiencing these three things? <laughs> well, right there in Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen, it says, "If if my people do these things, right, humility, hunger, um, and and holiness, right, if if they do these things, it says I will hear from heaven." God says, I will hear from heaven. And, it, and that's not to say that he doesn't hear otherwise. He hears all, all the time. But I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal, heal their land. And what I see here is God's promises of covering, forgiveness, and healing. And man, in Spanish, we would say cobertura, perdón, sanidad for all my Spanish people out there. <laughs> so, so he will hear your prayers. I mean, God will, uh, we see this over and over with the people of Israel in the Old Testament. God will turn away his anger from his people. He will listen to their desperate cry and be attentive to their prayers. I don't know about you guys, but it, there's something powerful when we're heard. And when God hears our prayers, that means we have his covering. And I know, I don't know about you guys, but I want God's covering over my life, over my family, over my loved ones, over my church. Amen. Well, we've been talking with Pastor Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church. It's one church, two languages, and we have got them linked at our webpage, ericandbridget.org. Pastor, can you do just one last thing? Can you pray for our friends? Can you yeah. pray for us? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we talk about these things. We, we've, we know this verse. We've all read this verse. Yeah. It's the, the working out in our life that we struggle with. Can, and we, we desire it, but we struggle yeah. with it. Can you pray for that struggle? Yeah, I want to pray that. And I, and I just want to say, I know there's so many people listening right now that are going through some personal pain, through some relational pain, through some financial pains, through some health crises. Hey, this is a great time. Just seek the Lord and trust him. Let me pray. Lord, thank you because you hear our cries. You hear our prayers. Our prayer today, Lord, is that is that you would give us the strength through your word, through your Holy Spirit, 
to truly live out these conditions for revival, humility, Lord. We want to recognize how big you are, how small we are, and that we need you. Lord, we want to be hungry for you by mm-hmm. praying and by seeking your face and wanting to be into your, in your presence intentionally. And Lord, we want to live lives that are holy and pleasing to you, set apart for you, because we know that is our spiritual act of worship. Lord, I pray that as we do those things personally, as families, even as community and nation, Lord, I pray that that would open the door to your promises of revival, that we would have your covering because you hear us and you are with us. Lord, that that we would receive forgiveness for our sins, your mercy, which we do not deserve, but gratefully receive. And Lord, that we would receive healing. Lord, body, soul, and spirit, you are healer. And I pray right now for brothers and sisters in Christ who are going through some hard situations that your presence would cover them, Lord that your grace, mercy, and forgiveness would reign like a fresh rain over their lives and that your healing would reach them in physical ailments and diseases and, and, and pain, but also in soul pain of their hearts and relational pain and spiritual pain that they might have. Thank you, God, because you are our healer. We love you and we pray for revival in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Pastor Virgil Sierra, thank you. We needed this conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, guys. It is a pleasure to connect with you. And I just pray that this would encourage a few people out there in the Moody Radio world. God bless you guys.